spoken lately. I haven't thought about flying for a long time. I have a dream that at moment when I was alone above the clouds for a long time. I have dreamed waking up in a room surrounded in blue and green grass for more years than I could dream of memory. I haven't walked back into the past or scratched on the doors of my origins, where it all came from, since I held up that cape for the last time. Return to Kent Town 10th year anniversary edition is a revised version of Ambien's first poetry book. The book can be purchased from Amazon and it contains numerous additional material. Spoken Label Hi, it's Ambien from Spoken Label. Thank you today for streaming or downloading another episode of Spoken Label. Spoken Label was originally set up on beginning of the 2016 and as of speaking has currently nearly 300 sessions. The full archive is available on Spoken Label full stop bandcamp.com although it is available for free for stream and download if you wish I am always grateful for any sort of kind of donation to enable me to keep the running costs this podcast going. And enjoy. Take care. Bye-bye. Spoken Hi, Label. guys. Andy N. Spoken Maple. Back in the house on a Tuesday evening. And everyone's watching the video today. You can see it's rather calming image of palm trees and the sea in the background. Don't we? Alas, I'm still in Denton in Manchester. I'm in the flat, but it looks nice in the background. Now, we're over today, over the seas, of course. No, I don't know the gentleman I'm speaking to do. He lives by the beach, but he's a lovely gentleman. I've been chatting to him for a few minutes before. Kudos to our good friend, Alter Mabin. This is Alter put me in contact with this gentleman a couple of weeks ago. And he's, um, I'll let him introduce himself. That's easier. Chuck, for people that don't know you then, would first of all, you'll tell people obviously who you are, where you come from originally, and etc. And we'll start from there. Uh well, thank you, Andy. I, I appreciate you taking the time out today to sit there and uh, and put me on your uh, your podcast. Thank you. Uh, cheers. Uh, my name is My name is Chuck or Charles um, Hafner. Um, I was born in Baltimore, Maryland. I'm fifty two years, almost fifty two years ago. Really? Um, <laughs> um, I, yeah, I'm old. Um, I live. I've been living here in Florida for just turned uh, fourteen years uh, at the end of uh, at the end of February. I have two children, um, you know, one, one 17, we're turning 17 tomorrow, actually. That's my daughter. Oh, wow. I have a 20, I have a 24 year old son. So, uh, uh, I've, uh, been living here, uh, pretty, you know, pretty comfortably in the warm weather in the winter. So, uh, yeah, it's, I've been writing well, when I was a teen, I wrote a little bit of short stories. I never really wrote any poetry, uh, but Unfortunately, about three years ago, uh, I was starting to go through what uh, separation. I'm still not divorced yet, very close, but uh, uh, my son left an actual copy of an anthology of poetry, and I picked it up. Uh, typically me, um, I looked at it and said, nope, I went ahead and started buying poetry books of my own, and then I started writing about two years ago. Oh, wow. I, 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 you know, I haven't done like a lot, but I basically i start off with like 67 followers on my instagram i had it for four or five years without ever really using it and you know built it somewhat you know i'm like 700 and something 
and uh, first started writing off to cope with depression because uh, and start off doing like the simple like the the simple five line poems i got into haiku got into tanka started to work my way into like uh sin quains and you know for you know some some of some of the stuff i would consider uh to be non-traditional of course or your modern haiku i unfortunately i have not i have not written a book on haiku yet but i've done i've wrote quite a bit of it i know i've wrote probably two or at least two or three hundred uh, haiku poems at least oh, man, did a couple of years certainly so but that yeah. one's helped had you um, wrote any poems previous to that, or all just come in the past couple of years? Uh, what was I doing before that? No, 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 sorry, no, what I meant was, had you been doing any creative writing before this, before you started? Uh, well, when I, was in, when I was in middle school, uh, uh, when I was in middle school, or, or junior high school, I, I just, uh, for, for like, when I was between the ages of like 14 and 17, I wrote like short stories. Uh, yeah yeah you know like mainly horror stuff and because it's like i've been a horror fan you know ever since uh carpenter's halloween 1978 dawn of the dead you know i even love dawn of the dead uh and uh i don't know i didn't write because you know a lot of things happened in between then then all of a sudden i thought this was the perfect time because it's like uh, i think that writing about uh during if you're depressed or you're not happy it gets your feelings out regardless you know if people like it or not if you know yeah, what I mean. no, agree completely agree completely with you i to be honest i started writing when i was 10 and i'm nearly 50 now so i know what you mean there but it's like certainly in my case i had gaps in it and i probably started in the 30s i think there is a sometimes whatever age, age it really comes out to trigger sometimes and from what you'd say, you've done two, over 200 IQs already in two years. And I've, I know already you've done other forms as well. So it's like, he said, it's like, it's just started when it started. And it's, pretty, it's been like, it feels like to me, it was just an onrush, wasn't it, really? Do you? Oh, just started off really slow. And then it just worked its way into, I mean, basically after I, you know, I met Alta, I started to write a lot more. I mean, I... Uh, I mean, I wrote like, I mean, it took me like a month to write. It took me like a month, month and a half to write my first book. And then two weeks after, not even two weeks after I wrote my first book, I had to write my second book because of, because I, I saved, a, I saved a lot of those poems and I, you know, I kept some, you know, but the third book was a little, it, it was a little bit more. It's like, yeah, I like writing. It's like, I have a lot of, I have a lot of spare time on my hands because it's like my mother, it was like when my mother was alive, I basically, I stayed home and take care of her because she was 80, she was 82 years old. And it was, and, and it was like to sit there to pay for, to pay for like a, a live in CNA or, you know, and I refused, to, I refused to put my mother in a nursing home. So I thought this was the best bet. You know, it's something my father would have wanted. So yeah, no, I no, fair play to respect you, mate, that one straight away. So, because I've got both my parents still alive and, there, well, my dad's 87 now, nearly, and he's doing great mentally. He's still there, and like I got a lot better writer, I got it from my dad, really. And my mom, both of them, not writers, the readers. So, and that's what I found. Like, were both your parents readers much then? Were they all? Uh, actually, my uh, my father would read would read books, but not very often. My, my mother, my mother, my mother's from Korea or was from Korea, so oh, right. she she never. She never could read English, so uh, so she 
you know, it's it's kind of like so she never I, I've read some of my stuff because I read I was writing while she was still alive and I re- read some stuff. But she she it, it was kind of like my mother, you know, really didn't understand it. But but I did write a lot of stuff for her. A lot of I have a lot quite a bit of poetry that I've written for her because, you know, it's, the you know, the way to grieve. You know, at least it's my way of grieving. So, yeah, now, of course, respect you straight away. Or not. Now, obviously, like you said before, you've done a number of books and. Is, I would suggest to people to go and check them out anyway. And I know you've worked on quite a number of pro- different projects of Alter as well. Because I first, Alter first, Tom recommended me to you last year, I seem to recall. When, um, and I know she sent me over to me a book that you had a hand in as well, where so two of them, both your haiku and reflection books, San, Santora. I've also a copy of your Loon poetries as well. So that I know about both those two, you did together with it. So well, I can I can have I can have her send you all of them. I'll so. put it. I'll speak to her. <laughs> I don't worry about that one. I mean, we all through like that definitely knows me. But what I've read of yours, really, really enjoyed it, Charles. I've got a chuck, I should say. Thank you. Now, is there any sort of form then that you've tackled so far? Then I always like to ask you. So you're, you're quite specific and form for writing. Some that you've actually really enjoyed, and some that you think to yourself. No, I'm not going to write in that form again. <laughs> um, well, it, it's like I can write traditional haiku, but it's a little bit more. It's a little bit more difficult. It, 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 it well, haiku is easy to write, but it's difficult to master. And uh, maybe if I if I went to workshops or uh, you know, which is really funny because I have plenty of uh, I probably have twenty different you know traditional haiku books from the masters, you know. You know, you're, you know, Basho, you're Esau, you know, I have a lot of, and it's like, and it's, you know, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful stuff, but it's like, it seems most people like the the non-traditional stuff as far as popularity goes, but I, I, I like it. I would love to write sonnets, but unfortunately I don't have, my ears aren't really good enough to under, you know, to, to hear the, with the, the, uh, you know, the, the iambic pentameter. Yeah, it's really to... tricky, really, really tricky sonnets because I've done what three of them probably in full life, and each one took me about six months to write. <laughs> I struggled there, but they're at the same problem you've got there as well. It's really, I mean, I've, really... Re- I've written, yeah, I've written some stuff, but I'm not sure if it's actually in the pentameter. It's like I, I understand, like, the you know, the 10, the, the 14 lines of 10 syllables, and I understand either the, the Shakespeare, the Shakespeare form, or the or, or the other form. You know, I, I don't start with the P, I can't remember. I actually prefer that one because it's the same rhyme through the first eight. And then it changes over, so it, it's it's really nice. Uh, yeah. I've got a, I've got a friend that's a real master of those sort of stuff, and yeah, yeah he's coming that himself. You know, it's really really tricky stuff. So I think it's a good challenge. I think haikus, mind you, and I know before you've done a book of tankers, one of your books. I think they're much more with them, much more concise. I think they're some ways are more harder to write actually. The, the the first the, the first book where um, when I was following the I, I didn't understand I thought that the I tried to write a uh, the five seven five seven seven tankos and I was trying and I basically put my kigos in every single one and that and it's like so and you know to some pros it's going to be broken or fragmented but it's it, it can be a struggle to do that. 
And when I finished that, I said, there's no way that I will ever do another seasonal book again. And, but then I sit there and I just keep on writing other, you know, other seasonal poems. I always try to, you know, I don't know. It's really strange. It's, I don't know. It's like the first book seasons. The second book was four different, you know, the four different feelings. And of course, like the, the third book was four different way, four different types of love. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, uh, it's like, you always have to, I will always try to find some type of structure. That's probably one of the reasons I really don't write free verse. It's because I like to follow some type of rules, you know, you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of like, uh, I mean, one of my favorite poets is Elizabeth Barrett Browning. I mean, she's one of the, you know, one of the, one of the best, you know, sonnet writers. I mean, of course, Keats is, you know, I, I do have Keats's, some of Keats's sonnet where, you know, Shakespeare is great, but I don't know why. I'm just not a really big fan of Shakespeare's poetry. I mean, even though he has some of the, you know, it, it, it he has some of the best stuff out there. I mean, just like a lot of people, like, um, you know, she walks in beauty, um, Lord Byron, you know, it's like, a, uh, for me, Sonnet 43 is probably, besides Edgar Allan Poe's, like, uh, you know, Annabelle Lee, they're probably like my two favorite uh, love poems. Yeah, beautiful stuff in round. So, and I mean, like I've, I've done more, I'd studied more of that when I was at A level at uni many, many years ago. And I've got, I do love it, do love the stuff. I, used to, I really like Tennyson's, should be told you. Massive fan of Alfred Lord Tennyson's work. And I do love a lot of Robert Browning's. Yes, I know you mean, I do love the classic stuff as well. So, but okay. Obviously, I know you've been writing for a couple of years now. Then, how do you, how's your work? I'm, I don't want to be careful how I phrase this. Because obviously the work you're doing is quite different, obviously, what you're doing with blank verse and stuff. But how do you think your work and your haikus and your forms have developed over the past couple of years? And um I personally myself, it's uh I I think that I'm getting a little bit better, but I have some friends that that have watched me from the beginning until, and they're not saying it as friends because they're not really poetry people, but they've noticed that I've improved quite a bit over, over this amount of time. I mean, you're, you're eventually you're, you know, you're eventually you are going to improve. Do I feel that I've improved as much as I'd like to? Probably not, but I think we're all critics of our own work. You know, it's, I mean, there's some stuff that I'll write and I don't like it, but I post it and then something it's really strange. Some of the stuff that I really, really like, it seems nobody really likes and the stuff that I don't like, but I just said, Oh, cause usually when I write something, I just go with it regardless if it, you know, and then it's like, oh, I don't like it, but okay, here it goes. And then all of a sudden you'll get like, you know, even though it's not a lot of people, but you get, cause sometimes you can write stuff because, you know, we're talking about Instagram here and you'll get like likes, but you won't get any comments, but the ones that, like my best ones, it's like no one says anything. And the ones are, eh, it's okay. And all of a sudden you get like, oh, that was great. This is this, or this is that, you know? And it's like, oh, thank you, you know? And, and of course, you know, you're appreciative, but it's, it just seems like, it's like, oh, it's like, because the way I feel about it, and I don't really consider it to be selfish. I mean, I mean, if you ask yourself, who do you really write for? Yeah, my case, I write myself, I'm, I'm very, very yeah. selfish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I write for, my, I write for myself too. I mean, it, it, I don't really mean to be like that. And it's like, you know, I will take, you know, and I definitely will take criticism. I think everybody should because, you know, but it's kind of like, but if somebody says, well, this is, you know, because I've had it where people have complained about, you know, I don't want to get into too much detail, but somebody would some basic stuff because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 52 years old. It's like, it, let's just say it's as simple as a pronoun. And, I, you know, it's just the way that I speak and it could go for, I, you know, anybody. You know, I've gotten into like, 
you know, I got basically left Facebook because of that. But, but you know, but, but as time goes on, I try to write, you know, more of the style that people want to sit there and see. And, you know, and it does improve. But, but truly, though, ultimately, I do write for myself. Good. No, so you should. So you should, mate. But definitely, I agree with yourself. Now, I'm obviously interested in learning as well on different notes. You were telling me before as well about your podcast, weren't you? You've got a podcast, obviously. It's got been a bit in hiatus temporarily. Cardboard Box Productions Weekly Poetry Picks. Tell us about that next time. Well, actually, when I first started, it took me a little while, even though I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm the, the most tech savvy person in the world, but it took me a while to find an actual program that I could make my own videos, like I could actually read a poem and have just a picture, you know, and then, but eventually I got into InShot and it's like, and people like my voice. So I decided that I would go ahead. I like reciting poetry. So, but but during the beginning, uh, to cope with my mother's death, I was doing some humor in my poems, and I started off as cardboard box because you know it's a simple picture, or you know it, it's not real fancy, and so that's why I named it that. But but basically, what I do is I just basically pick like some if I see some people on Instagram, you know, work that I like, I'll read it on there, or you know, like I did like well, I didn't release it, but I did like a Mary Oliver. I think I've read one of Pablo Neruda. I've, you know, I've, I've read some of Alta's work on there. I've read some, you know, just, you know, just basically just something to do, you know, just get, get it out there because I, I do like reading it. I mean, some people, you know, it's just, it's fun. Yeah, no, I agree. I, it's not, I've done bits of it before on some of my band camp pages. And I think you get a different sort of buzz out of it because it's, I think it's great when you can read your own stuff out to everybody. But I love the fact where you're reading somebody else's poetry and you're trying to find a different voice in it. It's not your voice that you're reading out. And I think that's the more the bigger challenge sometimes. Oh, oh absolutely. Because, um, I mean, uh, wow, this is terrible because there's, there's um, um, if tomorrow starts without me, the most popular version of that is uh, the, the, audio, the audio. You know, it's done by a gentleman with a British accent. And to me, and this is just my opinion, but certain poetry to me has to be done with a British accent. It's kind of like, and obviously I don't have a British accent. So that one was a little bit difficult, but, but I thought, you know, it's like, if you're going to read like, you know, Edgar Allan Poe, I think it sounds better with, with a British accent. Now, even though Poe lived here, but I'm sure during that time, they still spoke you know, with with a you know, with a very similar type dialect to it, the how how they speak in London, or you know, very very similar. And it's like, and I, and so when when I first wanted to do Sonnet Forty Three, I've actually got like a, an actual you know woman that recited with, with a British accent. So I just wanted to try something a little bit different. You know, it's like I, it probably all to you know, kind of like said, you really should do a podcast. So I was like, oh, okay. You know, some people, oh, I like your voice. I like the way you read it, you know? So I decided to do that. But it's like, I, I don't, I mean, Instagram is kind of like, you know, even though I don't really like to market, it's like you do market yourself there. So it's like the podcast is more for fun. You know, it's just, you know, it's like, and if it actually did grow, which it has not, it would be nice to sit there and market other people with it. Because I do like helping people, you know, it, it, it's, you know, I, I'll do videos for stuff and share stuff. You know, it's really no, so you should know definitely. There's spoken label for me, people are always wondering. Is I always I told you before off mic, for me, it's always a chat, an informal chat between two friends, I call it. People I haven't necessarily spoke before. 
I think when you're reading out your poetry and put you doing your podcast, that is a bit of fun. It's a different ball game altogether. Because I don't know, you wouldn't know this, but me and Amanda, my wife, we've got like an informal, very similar to what you said before, a podcast going called Story Time, where we have sometimes had guests on, but other times we'll read out one or two of our pieces and read out other pieces of other people. And that's fun. Yeah, you can have really, really good fun with it, definitely. So, and it is a definitely, there's something very different about it to doing when you're reading your own stuff. I agree with you. So, but anyway, okay, I'm, I want to change gears again now. Because obviously, I, I know you're constantly writing. So, where do you see your work going next to? Do you have any plans in where you'd like to take it? And that will say over the next couple of as years. As far as what I'm going to write? Yeah. As far as like, what are my plans as far as I'm going to write? Uh, yeah. Actually, um, we have. Um, prop well we, we just finished me and Alta just finished her son went out to went to Namibia to find himself and then he he basically took a lot of pics of, of like the nature there and me and Alta um, actually wrote a book on that you know oh, wow. wow I'm pretty I'm pretty sure she wrote the haiku and I wrote Sinquain on that I wrote like everything in Sinquain and then uh, a while a while back um she uh she uh we started like back in september we've probably done about 25 poems these were like um collaborating tankas like where you you all alternate in between lines and we've done like 25 but we want to do a full 100 to get a full paperback that was originally going to be the book that was going to be dedicated to my mother but wow. uh but uh and but Think how you know everything in life changes, but instead, you know, like you know, like orchids under the stars was basically like my mother's my mother's flower that she grew like out in the Lanai or, or a porch was an orchid, and her favorite color was yellow. So it was like, and so I basically made that. So that's what you know. Whenever if you ever see any of my writing, I'm talking about a yellow flower or a yellow orchid. Oh, I'm talking. I'm talking. I'm talking about her. Oh, but, uh, that's what I was wondering. I have seen that in the reoccurring pattern for reading your work. I was wondering why on that straight um, I do, But I do plan on, um, actually, within uh, in about three weeks, I do plan on going to South Africa, and we're going to finish that book. Brilliant. And I know she's coming to live in America reasonably soon, somewhere along the line. So, so we're hoping well. that, but you're hoping that, but yeah, I'm going to go out there, and, you know, we'll finish, we'll finish the two books and, you know, and, um, it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I've always wanted to, I've always wanted to go out there, but uh, we're, you know, it's like, we're going to probably, I know we're going to finish those two. And then I don't know, I, I wanted to do something probably. It's like, I don't really want to do it too quickly because then people think if you, if you, all of a sudden, like you throw too many books out there, that they, they think that your quality is not really going to be that good. But I also wanted to do maybe later. I, uh, it's, you know, things change. Cause I thought my next book was going to be, I wanted to write like, a book of poetry basically talking about uh every basically like praising people or talking about people that i knew that have now gone that are now gone or dead you know and to make a long story short my father and his family used to play pinochle with his mother so i wanted to name it pinochle players in heaven so it was, you know but that that might be something that might take me another year or something because that, that one, you have to be in a certain type of mood to, to write because, uh, but uh, it is true though. I do tend to write a lot of gray or dark. That's probably what I, you know, I, I am a very big fan of dark poetry 
no matter. I mean, Sylvia Plath, I love Sylvia Plath and just some of her, you know, her massive stuff. Fun. Massive yeah. fan of Sylvia Plath film. It's like that's the aerial book came after I thought I was originally a character. She died. Just the rage in that book is just absolutely extraordinary. It's, I mean, guys, it's certainly, I mean, I've interviewed quite a huge amount of female poets over the last six years and spoken label, and nearly all of them have said one way or another Sylvia Plath proved an influence on their works. I think she's definitely a set of scenes that Jet Seen tried to try to basically straight away. So now I want to ask you next, and obviously, you've been told me just now that you're doing collaborated tankers. Now, I found that, I found that really fascinating. So how did you do that then? Because we do like, say, you send a line to each other in the morning and then just send one back to you later on and you're trying to balance them out in response to each other. Yeah, at, at first we used to do it because that's how we first started talking. Um, we wanted to do some collaborations. And she asked me if I wanted to do some collaborations and I said, sure, you know. Uh, and then... Um, we would, I would, she would send me a line, I'd send her a line back, and then, uh, and then it would take like, you know, sometimes it'd take 10 minutes to do one, sometimes it'd take like a day. After we did like the first 10, then we started to talk, we would, you know, video chat, you know, and then we would just do them while we were sitting there talking. Brilliant, that's brilliant, that's absolutely brilliant. Um, I've done wrote two books now with my wife, Amanda, and we had, um, it's not tankers, but what we did was we had a, we did a book called Run Away With Me in Seven Words, and we were taking it in turns, writing a line of seven words each, sending it on to the other one, the other one, the other one, and then follow on. And about two years later, we did the same again with Run Away With Me Again in eight words, so it's eight words. And it's like, I think when you're doing forms like that, it's really quite challenging. I think when you're writing with somebody else, what do you think on that case? When you're writing, I think writing to me is, like, is a very solitary business in some ways. But when you're co-writing with somebody else, it, it tends to make your work go in different ways, I think, always. Oh, yeah, because in, in, in the actual tanka, uh, the one person does the first, third, and, and fifth line. And then the other person does the second, the seventh, the second, and the fourth line. Now, the, the, actual, the actual person, the person that does three lines gives, does 17 syllables, and the other person does 14. But the whole thing, though, is, is the person that does the first and last control, can completely control like the whole poem. And that's what we, when we, when we didn't really talk that much, what I was trying to do was always turn the poems dark and she would flip it right back on me. And some of them, yeah, I mean, eventually, <laughs> you'll see, eventually you'll see some of them, but it's sometimes she would just give in or sometimes I would just give in to the way that she was throwing, throwing the poem up because it was like, I would, I mean, I could find, you know, gray area in, in, in an ice cream cone. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. A great hair and ice cream. Brilliant. That's a line. That's a line itself, that one. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Okay, you know, let's pretty well covered all my questions, Ranty Chuck. So okay, if people want to find out more about you, where are the best going? Uh if they want to re if they want to know about my poetry, they can just go on Instagram and it's 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 angry Hobie poetry. At, at, I think it's an Instagram. It's at Angry Hobie Poetry. Oh, I've got, I love your tag on that. We wrote. I've got to say as well, sarcastic man with a notepad and a broken pen. I think that's brilliant. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I, I, I am. I am pretty sarcastic. Yeah. Uh, saying old English saying, and it is an eighteen podcast. No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well. I mean, to be to be honest, though, I wrote 
when I, when I, I've always wanted to write love poetry. I absolutely love love poetry, but I, uh, I wrote my, when I wrote my love poetry in Tonka form, the, I do say that I write my, you know, I'm writing love poetry and a, you know, a satirical twist, which I did some of it because it, it's like, you know, one part of it is corny, you know, so I wrote all these corny love poems. One is puppy love, you know, kind of like when you're going to school and, and then you found like some like some people 40 years ago will remember a person used to sit in, in primary school, you know, stuff like that. And of course, your raw love, you know, you know, where you're wanting it. And of course, true love. So, but yeah, I, I, I wanted to put some sarcasm in there and I did. <laughs> it shows brilliant, mate. Obviously, make people aware as well. Your books can also be bought on Amazon as well. So obviously check them out because it's brilliant. I've really enjoyed reading your stuff so far. Chuck. Well, thank you. I, I, I do appreciate that. And I'll definitely check out your stuff. It, it's, it, I definitely will. Cause I, I I'm interested. I definitely am interested in the, in the form that you were talking about where you write seven words and the next person writes seven words. Oh, that's yeah. just, I, that's me and my wife creating her own form. So <laughs> we're very good at that. So <laughs> I know, I'll send you links over. Sure. Anyway. Okay. Guys and girls. We're going to take a quick break now. We'll come back for part two. Chuck's going to read out some pieces for us. I don't know what. I need probably doesn't know what either, so make it more fun, definitely so. <laughs> we'll see you in a minute. Thank you. Spoken Hi, guys. Yes, Andy N. Still here, Spoken Label. Not by the beach. I wish I was. Now, straight over to Chuck, and I know he's going to read out a selection of his pieces. Over to you, Thank my you. friend. Thank you, Andy. I appreciate that. Um, we'll just start off with just, you know, a few of the poems here. There, These, I'll probably basically just state which ones are. This is a Tonka from, uh, okay, so the poem is, Love is a language spoken without tongues, and your heart is a piece nobody could ever paint. Oh, I like that. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's lovely, that, mate. Thank you. And then the second one, same, same style. Delicate little rose petals spread across the carpet to your bed. Trails that lead to heaven. Now, also, that's about your mother, I'm guessing, isn't it, that one? What's that? Was that one about your mother? Oh, uh, no, this is actually, these are, these are, um, these are actually love poems, but they're called corny love poems. So ah, a, right. Start <laughs> misrepresentation completely there. This is, I mean, this is stuff that you would see, like, in a movie. You know, it's kind of like, you know, oh, I wish somebody would talk to me like that. Here you go. Go for it, mate. Next one then, please, mate. Brilliant stuff. This is more of gray. These, uh, these are Sinquain. So it's like changing leaves, falling down, covering battlegrounds, moments won and lost, some that hurt my heart. That's nice. So obviously, if people don't know that form then, how many is, what's the beat count on that then? It, it, it's five lines and it starts with two, then four syllables, then six syllables, then eight syllables, then back to two syllables. Ooh, that's, that's quite tricky, that one. I, 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 I've not tried them. And old, I think old has been trying to get me to do that. And true to me, they're a lot of fun. You should try them. Yeah, I'll give that a go, definitely. Okay, mate. And you yeah. to the woods. And here's another Sinquain. Thinking of the old days when words really mattered. Before the feelings left and we shattered. Oh, I love the last line. The last line's good. Thank you. That's like part of my gray part of like some of like I had a gray section in my book. And this is uh, this is a seasonal poem. I think it's red, I think is uh, it, you know, musical summer. Cicadas sing poetry, 
pleasing melodies. Well, there it is, lost in time. Too many notes and no rhymes. Oh, yeah. Now, now did you ever watch Amadeus? Oh, that was a few years ago. That yeah, I'm old enough to remember that. Oh well. yeah. Do you, do you remember? Yeah. Do you remember the king? He always he always would say, "Well, there it is." And then there's the, there was a part in the movie where they they he told Mozart there was too many notes. Yeah, I wrote a poem with that. Ooh. Sorry. No, that's fine, mate. Great stuff. <laughs> This one here is basically, um, this is basically the opening poem of my seasonal book. This is what they, uh, some, I don't remember his name. He created what they call a haiku sonnet, which is basically like four haikus and then a, then a, then a, a couplet at the bottom. But it's, Ooh. so basically what I'm going to read is like, and there's going to be an ET reference in there too, like ET the extraterrestrial, uh, you know, it's, so it's like, we're going to go through all the seasons. You'll, you, you, you'll see. It's like melting snow dripping down the branches to the grass, thankful limbs thawing. Rainy season starts, skies darken and slowly weep, pain and little drops. Cloudy skies still, feeling those deep autumn chills. Rain will not phone home. Softer but colder, rain turns its chilly shoulder. Winter hates me more. And then the couplet is, from beginning to the end, season poems wish me dead. Remember I told you how much that it was like, oh, you know, it's like, because to write like a hundred seasonal tankas, it was like, oh, and then finally I said, yep, there, this will be the last one. Yeah, because that's so, like a haiku symphony. That's, yeah, I, I write some sequences as well. But to put a couplet at the end of it, that brings it all full circle up. That's excellent. Are yeah. they quite? Do you find them quite different to write from normal haikus? Um, since I write like since I write a lot of tankas too, it, it, it's pretty. It, it just comes naturally to me. Like, uh, like what Alto would do was Alto would sit there and do like a haiku, and then a couplet, and then a haiku on the bottom, and then we would call that like a triku. And I actually have like. I actually would have like one of the, I actually had one of each of those in my book too, each one for a different season. And then I had like, this one is the beginning of the book, basically, you know, saying exactly like, you know, basically all four seasons. That's how I wanted to start it. No, that's excellent. Excellent. Okay. I think you've got a few more for still. I've lost count anyway. Okay. And then um, here's, here's, an, this is more, uh, these are some coins again. Better is my future that my heart is quite dead, whispering better things for my pleasure. Well, that's interesting. I like the end. The end. The ending took it in a direction. I know. Good stuff. One. And then speaking without thinking, major thorns in my side. Can't respect the speaker to just listen. <laughs> yeah, I can relate to that one. Speaking without thinking, definitely. <laughs> and this one, this is the last one, one of the last ones from my book. Uh, this is an, another tanka. It's like, as, as the moon comes and goes, when the season starts to show its wonders, I only think of you. Oh. And then my last one is, this. I just wrote this one today. Um, and I wrote this for somebody. Each day is a gift. 
similar to a stack at a birthday party. I saved the best for last. You. <laughs> Yay. No, that's, that's, a, that's a great way of finishing off our best on last there, definitely. No, really, really good session. I've really enjoyed this today, Joe. It's been a pleasure, mate. Really, well, thank you. I, you know, it was great. It was definitely great to finally meet you, like, you know, in, in, in person, you know. And I remember in, in future communications not to be so formal with you there, sir. Oh, you don't need to be formal with me. People know <laughs> that. I'm a, I'm like, the trouble is with the day job I've got, and I'm not going to say what it is on, on air. I tend I, to, I sometimes can be formal, might mean to me in emails and messages, but in person and on Zoom, as everyone who spoke label knows. I'm one of the most informal people going. <laughs> so it's been a pleasure, Chuck. Anyway, mate, I would love to have you on again, mate. If you ever come on again, you let me know, mate, okay? Sure. Thank you. I do appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to speak to the lovely altar at some point soon anyway. And I might yet get a pair of you on at the same time on Zoom. And I, I love doing this sort of getting reading pieces out together to us and these sequences. That'd be fantastic as well. Thank you. Well, I, I wish your wife the best, you know, and I hope she feels better soon, all right? She should be. She should be okay soon. People wonder, you know, Amanda's not really well tonight, but she'll be okay soon. Just I think she's over time, overdone herself sometimes. So, anyway, Chuck, hang around, mate, because I do need a quick word off microphone, as cool. always. Now, one of my major passions and hobbies, I love watching American wrestling. So, there's a guy who used to be with Impact Wrestling, now with AEW called Don Callis, and I always quote him finish the podcast off, and it is... Stay safe and stay over, and we'll see you all next time. Take care, guys. Spoken, mate.